Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Uh, great to be back with you guys. Uh, I'm here with Brandon today. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Pete. How are we doing? Good, brother. How you doing? Can't complain. Another good day in the mountains. Yeah, another good day in the mountains. It's kind of cool up here. Uh, makes me realize that, uh, you know, winter is coming. Um and uh today's podcast i want to talk about kind of a survival guide uh for the winter and for the for the for the trappings that come with uh the winter um you know the holiday season uh, the food that's available to us the drinking um potentially the lack of sleep um yeah all those things that can kind of derail us if 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 we're not careful obviously we have the limitless challenge coming up in january which will save everybody anyway but uh, <laughs> today I want to talk about uh, what we can do uh, during these months, uh, you know, particularly like November and December and, you know, end of October, obviously, when we're, you know, like I said, lots of, lots of opportunities to, to indulge, lots of opportunities to overeat, lots of ob- opportunities to drink. Um, and, you know, I think obviously coming out of the COVID situation, coming out of the pandemic situation, people like kind of yearning to be more social and get out of there a little bit more, it could potentially be... <laughs> Um, a difficult time for a lot of people uh, when it comes to like eating, drinking, and 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 you know staying in control uh, and not getting completely uh, completely derailed by the by the whole situation. So um, uh, there's several points I want to talk through. Uh, Brandon, how are your holiday seasons usually? Do you, do you go off at the deep end? You're like fuck it, I'm all in. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Or are you you know are you pretty controlled? How are you? Uh it depends. I know in the last community house I lived in in LA, love doing a big Thanksgiving, like, uh, and I've done some semi-professional chef work. So, you know, I'm up early, got some cold brew horchata's going. That day's more like a party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going all the way through. But, um, you know, uh, for the most part, you know, we're in America, you know, we're in a warm climate, like kind of keep going. Everything kind of stays normal. We don't really slow down because it's winter. Right. Everything is like just geared to keep moving in a direction. So, you know, there's not much slowdown that comes. Um, yes, I've noticed in the past issues with like, you know, if you do go someplace, like I went to New York when I, my, I lived there. It was with my girlfriend at the time. And it's just like, wait, we're just paying to go inside a place. To right. Get a, yeah. Get a drink Because it's, it's so cold. You can't be outside. It's so yeah. cold. And it's just like. I'm just going in here to pay 20 bucks for another alcoholic beverage just to stay out of the cold. And then you wake up that next day. It's like, Oh man, I don't even want to leave this cave that I'm hibernating in right. with 10,000 other people in a building to go work out and train. Like, what's the point I'm wearing all these clothes right. anyways, the more little fat on me, the better. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's really tough in the colder environments, the warmer it is easier. I can stay. Yeah. And, and obviously some of you guys may be listening from a uh, cooler climate. So I think, you know, I think the colder it is, probably the harder it is um, to not, you know, to not overdrink, to not overeat, and to to actually get outside and do things, um, and to keep that that habit of movement, let's call it, um, keep, to keep that going through the winter months. Because you're right, it's so tempting to just hibernate. Yeah, I mean, for you know, think about our process of being a human being. It went from like. You know, we did kind of have to hibernate. We yes. ate, we ate less because yeah. there was less around. Right, and we just did less, so we didn't burn yeah, as that's much calories. Is it? We are now in the, in the exact reverse. We have we, so much we, excess <laughs> and stuff around us, and we want to show that we're so grateful and appreciative and happy. These, these that days, we gorge. We, these days, we hibernate in a pantry. We used to, we used to hibernate <laughs> in, a, in a cave. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on to point one. So my my, my first thing I want to highlight um, is you have to be realistic. Uh, when you're not realistic, when you have too high an expectation of yourself, when you try and be too strict, too rigid with yourself, it's just so easy to get derailed and just push the fuck it button. Um, so I would I would urge you to be to be honest, to be realistic, and just say, look, these aren't going to be the best two months for me. Like, there's going to be times when I'm going to drink. There's going to be times when I'm going to eat the wrong thing, and that's okay. Like, I know it's going to happen. It's going to be two months. Um, and I'm going to be honest with myself. Uh, I'm not trying to be like my most competitive self right now. Um, we're always, always saying at Ferris Athletic Club, like we, we want you to be the best version of you that you can be. But that means, you know, that means you have to have a little bit of give and take. That means you're not going to be like 100% the entire year round. You're not always going to be, you know, perfect. Um, 
and and allow yourself like little little dalliances and, and little little treats here and there because if you don't you know the potential is like i said to just go off at the deep end and what i uh, i always think of um um dodgeball uh, at the end where he like is sitting there with the pizza and, the, <laughs> yeah. and all that surrounded by everything that he's denied himself for the last you know, 20 years like just gorging on everything because it's it's been a it's been such a denial that once the wheels come off it's like ah yeah, I mean, I'm just going to have at it. That's the moderation of everything, you know, <laughs> just like trying to find the balance. Like I'm trying to, you know, drop all the cigarettes, coffee, but like you still can't just go completely yeah, cold turkey. You like, can't go cold turkey. That's a shock to the body. These, yeah. these things are drugs and it's like you have to find that balance. And I didn't get a good point of that till I was in Iceland because I was asking them, what do you guys do in the winter? Like, right. If it's this crazy here and it's slow, it's like well, we just kind of really all do slow down. You know, the society slows down a little bit. We do stay indoors right. more. We have yeah. teas. We read a lot of books and you know, just really take some time to ourselves. And it was like, just, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. You can't, you can't just go against the grain and expect it to work out for you. You have to like, this is the reality of the situation. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to deal with it. Um, I'm just not going to be a a fucking slob about it. I'm going to like manage it. I'm going to, you know, like I said, accept the fact that I'm probably going to be out outside less. I'm probably going to be moving somewhat less and I'm probably going to like have a drink and eat things that I shouldn't. But I'm not going to go crazy with it. I'm just going to like be honest with myself and 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 take each day as it comes and uh, and and manage the situation. I think that's that's the way to do it rather than saying this is this is exactly what I'm going to do for the next few months. This is exactly who I'm going to be and if I and I'm not going to fall off the wagon and I'm just going to be completely strict. It's just not going to work. And in my experience when people try and do that, um they get derailed and when they get derailed, they get derailed badly. Like yeah. it's a big fall. We're here to make new like not just traditions be the terms but like new like just basis of like ways you do things in the rest of your life and it's not just going to be a shock right away we have to start right. laying that groundwork yeah. slow and steady because rome's not going to be built in the day right you're not getting a six pack in the day or maybe ever sometimes but yeah. like how can we make sure you're geared in that direction yeah. towards having those uh principles for the rest of your life and i'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about this in, in a little bit but for me it's 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 is approaching the day honestly. Um, what I mean by that is like, if I know there's going to be a big meal and I know I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want in that meal, then I'm going to I'm gonna eat less throughout the day because I know that that big meal is coming. Um, I think a lot of people tell themselves, oh, I'm going to go out, but I'm not really going to, I'm not really going to eat that much. I'm just going to like, or I'm not going to drink that much. I'm going to be like reserved. And then, they behave normally throughout the day and then they go out and of course one thing leads to another and before they know it they've consumed way more than they promised themselves they would just because that's the environment you're in so i think think you have to be honest about you know maybe you've got a work party or a work dinner or whatever it is uh, and it's coming up you know it's going to happen it's like you have to be honest with yourself so you know at that time in that meal you're going to consume a thousand calories or however many calories it may be probably more um therefore i am going to consume less during the day, throughout the day, because I'm going to prepare myself for the feast that's to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, being able to not let the one thing send you off in a spiral. Like, yeah. you bookend things. This is going to happen. I'm going to go big, and then I'm going to fucking bookend it, and then tomorrow's a different story. I'm going to prepare myself, and I'm going to bookend it, and I'm not going to let it, like, be the start of something terrible and i think that's honestly the way to do it and that's the way i've been doing it for for years like if i know there's a big meal if i know if i know there's a ton of carbohydrates in that meal i'm not going to eat a ton of carbohydrates before um i'm not going to eat a ton of calories before because mm-hmm. i know that those calories are coming uh, i know it's a reality i know that i'm honest with myself and i know i'm not going to be able to resist not eating a lot because i can fucking pack a meal down when i when i when i set my mind to it <laughs> and, and i enjoy it so i'm going to do it uh, but I, like I said, I prepare myself for it and I bookend it. I've seen it a ton over the years where people, you know, the the one big meal is the thing that sets them on a path to like self-destruction and they just keep going, keep going, keep going because they can't bookend it. They can't draw a line under it and say, this happened, it was what it was and that's it. It's yeah. like, it starts something, it starts them on a, on a, on a new course and a, and a bad course. Because I'm thinking about the meal and let's say it's, you know, Thanksgiving or even the Christmas dinner, it's, it's very starchy, a lot of sugar. You're going to, 
your blood insulin levels are just going to be jacked up jacked in up. one moment. And sometimes just throughout the day, like I'm talking about, I'm having horchata, cold brews here. Here comes this appetizer and some other baked pastry with some cheese or something in there. Yeah. So like, is there any way to counter that? But like any way to deal with that, like you said, or is just really having the having that meal focused at it. one time yeah. is really the best way to go. I mean, I, I hate it when I see um, how to prepare a healthy Thanksgiving meal. And it's like, you know, You're not. It, it, no one wants to fucking do that. <laughs> No one wants to fucking do that. Just be honest. Just enjoy the meal. You know it's coming. You know it's there. And then eat around it accordingly. And I, I, and I, I feel the same way about, obviously, Christmas dinner. And Christmas dinner in the UK is, is different to what it, uh, it is here. How so? But I know I, Italians do it different as well. Well, I, I think you guys tend Seafood, to have like a meal Christmas on, on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, and we tend to have like a Thanksgiving type of meal on Christmas Day. Because we don't have Thanksgiving, obviously. So Christmas Day is when we have the, the turkey and all the trimmings and the whole the whole shebang. So typically in the UK, we would get up as a family. We would maybe have a, a, a light breakfast of maybe some some smoked salmon and you know a few a few bits like that, um, some eggs, and um, maybe some champagne. You know, oh, the good fancy, stuff right there, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then you know you don't you don't have a huge breakfast because you know you know the big meal's coming and the the, the big meal's gonna be it's gonna be all in and uh, you know my mother will tell you I can I can pack away a Christmas dinner like mm. no other and nothing's gonna stop me so I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna eat around it accordingly for sure but um yeah no matter where your no matter where your big meal is coming and where you know those indulgences are coming like I said you just have to prepare for it and bookend it and that's it mm-hmm. and don't. Don't kid yourself that, yeah, you know, I'm going to have Christmas dinner, but I'm just going to have a little bit of turkey and I'm just going to have like one potato and stuff like that. No, I cook a hundred crescent rolls. I cook my mashed potatoes, add the secret ingredients, some sour cream in there with all that butter and whole milk. And, oh, yeah, man, like, I'm not going to cheat that. I'm not going no, to make a 12, a 12 pound you? prime rib with garlic yeah. infused inside. Like, yeah, no birds, just meats. That's, that's how right. you do it. That's right. Who, the turkey's that's right. overrated. I don't know why we still do that. <laughs> I know it is. It, well, I think it because it used to be traditionally in the UK it was it was geese it was goose right. Mm. If you watch, um, well, even that would be a lot maybe a little better. You know, have a nice right. darker but goose. I mean, right, right. But they they realized that turkeys were easier to harvest and cheaper. Yeah. And, you know, classic capitalism, America. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think it did. I think the turkey did come from. It's not better than. It's not better, but you know we can make it cheaper. Right. So let's market it to say that that it's the bird you want to eat. Blows my mind. Um, Next one, guys. Uh, Choose your macros. Don't go high fat and high sugar at the same time. Never. At any time, don't do those two together. At any time, don't do those (laughs) things together. But um, you know. Obviously, I, I said what I just said about Christmas dinner and, and Thanksgiving dinner, and you know, I, I think those meals are going to be like different. I mean, that's that's just going to happen. But as a general rule, uh, one of the biggest mistakes people do, um, I don't think carbohydrates are necessarily bad. I don't think fat is necessarily bad. Um, what is bad is if you consume both of them together in high quantities. That leads almost directly to fat storage, and it's a, it's a huge problem. And honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons for the obesity crisis, amongst other things, is people are consuming high levels of fat and high, high levels of carbohydrates and a lot of processed foods all together in the same meal. Absolutely. So take, for example, a, a Big Mac meal or something like that. You're going to get a shit ton of sugar, a shit ton of fat, and a shit ton of processed foods all in the same meal. You don't even um, know what those processed stuff in there are. <laughs> exactly. Very little nutrients that your body can actually use. Uh, you'll probably be hungry a couple of hours later because, like I said, there's nothing nutritious in that meal. Um, and you're just going to keep craving uh, that shit more and more and more and more. So as a general rule, pick the meals that are going to be higher in fat and don't have as much carbohydrates. And pick the meals that are going to be higher in carbohydrates and don't have as much fat. You know, I say this as a general rule throughout the year anyway and usually we obviously as we've talked about in the podcast before we're going to say you're going to have that that higher carbohydrate meal the lower fat meal around your training and you're going to have the higher fat meal the lower carbohydrate meal the furthest from your training so we're going to focus our carbohydrate content to fuel our workouts and to help us recover from our workouts and obviously we need our fats for our hormone levels so we're going to consume those fats like further away from training because fat slows protein metabolism and obviously we want protein protein metabolism to be high around training so 
as a general rule, uh, separate your, your carb meals from your fat meals. Um, and especially during this season, um, just acknowledge you know, which meals, which opportunities are going to be hard, high carb opportunities and which opportunities are going to be high fat opportunities. So yeah. you look at the hors d'oeuvre plate, you see, oh, there's some cheese cubes there. Hey, it's just the cheese. I'm getting protein and fat. Good. Now, if that cheese is wrapped around some kind of baked pastry, and it's melted it. brie on the inside. Yeah. Now you got your poison, your two things right there. You don't want to be adding. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And cheese, and obviously everyone, well, a lot of us like cheeses, like good quality cheeses. And yeah. again, you know, as long as you're honest with yourself about it, like cheeses aren't bad for you per se. No, and you should you should you should enjoy uh, some some cheeses. But it it is the it's the crackers, it's the bread, it's the you know everything you smear it Adding on. Adding the fig and, jelly on top, yeah, all of the that sugar that you then good add thing, to the yeah. fat that's gonna that's gonna cause problems. So again, um, if you're going if you're going down that road, if you're going down the cheese road. Make it a, a cheese and protein, so make it a meat and cheese thing as opposed to a meat and cheese and bread thing. Um, separate mm. the carbs from the fats. Um, you'll find you fare a lot better in terms of, of body composition. How would uh, mashed potatoes and gravy do? Or that's uh, another well, one. Well, it depends how you make the mashed potato. Because mm. if, you, if you shove a lot of cream in that mashed potato, then you've got a situation on your hands. What is that? The gravy, how fatty that gravy is too. Exactly, exactly. It just depends. Oh, man. But uh, the, the Christmas dinner and the Thanksgiving, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. All bets are off. On Good, that completely agree. <laughs> um, next one: uh, consider eating less meals per day. And I put here two meals per day, uh, per day, maybe even one big meal a day. Um, that may sound like a nightmare to some of you, but honestly, if you are, if you know there is a, a, a big meal coming, and if you know that meal is going to be, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred calories, you know, how many, how many more meals do you really need in that day? Um, obviously we've talked in the, on the podcast before about intermittent fasting and that kind of stuff. And that can be another great strategy for the holiday season to employ more of a, an a intermittent fasting type diet where you're waking up in the morning and you're not eating till let's say midday, but then, you know, in the afternoon, in the evening, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to eat. So you just say to yourself, okay, I know the calories are coming. This is when I'm going to consume them. Therefore I'm going to eat less calories or no calories between the hours of rising and 12 or something like that. Um, I found that to be very successful for me over the years because sometimes, you know, if you do have a huge meal in the evening, you're not necessarily even hungry the next day. You might just eat out of habit. Yeah. But if you say to yourself, you know, I'm really just going to focus my morning on hydration, you know, maybe a little bit of caffeine. Um <laughs> Uh, then uh, I'm going to, you know, obviously reduce my overall calorie content throughout the week by just saying, okay, the afternoons I know are going to be, you know, all bets are off kind of deal. So in the mornings are going to be, I'm going to be smart about it. I'm going to allow myself less calories in the morning so that I can consume more calories in the afternoon. Yeah, and like, again, that's just an acknowledgement. It's just an acknowledgement and an honest acknowledgement of, listen, this is going to happen. I'm going out. I'm now I'm going to eat. I know the calories are coming. Therefore, I need to consume less calories in this portion of the day because otherwise, you know, by the end of the day, I'm going to be in that 3,000, 4,000 calorie mark. By the end of the week, my caloric load is going to be so over my normal amount, I'm going to be in real trouble. So, No, I mean, people have got to remember, if it's, it is winter, it's cold where you are, you're going to be indoors a lot more than you normally are. You're going to have a lot more time on your hands when you are just in your home. A lot of people do have a problem with the eat out of boredom. I'm one of those people where it's, yeah. hey, let me go right to the fridge. It's here. There's stuff, you know? So take up a new hobby. Take well, up some extra and time. That's, that's actually a great point. And that wasn't in my notes, but I should have made a note of like have healthy snacks available. So what I mean by that is if, if you are going to be inside and you are going to be watching movies and you are going to be doing all these things, then, you know, don't go out and buy a ton of Doritos and a ton of um, queso dip. <laughs> um, like you're better off with like beef jerky type snacks maybe some fruit uh, uh, tangerines uh, oranges um, or even tea something that might even suppress the appetite but something's going to keep you stimulated tea, throughout the day tea would be great it's a good replacement um, yeah you know th things things that just aren't junk like real food like even um, even nuts to some degree although nuts can be very calorific so you have to be a little bit careful with them but at least at least eat real food. Don't don't surrender to the you know the junk that's available you to in in the in the in the aisles and next to the checkout <laughs> in the supermarket. Um, 
focus focus your snacks on real food um and just don't have that shit in the house if the ha- if the shit is in the house you're going to eat it yes uh, that's a fact um so don't kid yourself that i'm just going to keep them in the bed. i'm not going to eat them they're just going to be in the house just in case i have guests and stuff like that it's like have the stuff in the house that you that you would eat yourself and that you would want your guests to eat. Do them a favor. My rule is if it's not naturally bright and colorful and enticing, if it's right, like right, on right. a piece of paper or plastic saying, look, it's bright, come by me, I might taste good. That's not real food. <laughs> you can't exactly. go after that. Exactly. If it's bright and fruit, okay, it's fruit, vegetables, good. You know, yeah. you got your meats and chickens, everything else. But if it's not, be careful. Yeah. It's probably not. That's why I like stuff like if you're having like hummus and stuff like that, like hummus dips, having like carrots and celery and stuff like that. That's a better road to go down than obviously like a ton of chips with hummus and stuff like that. Because the hummus per se isn't, again, bad, but it's... it's the, well, the chickpeas the actually over time with the carbs, like you said, can right. stack up right there. Yeah. As an extra dip on a plate with a bunch of meat and veg, like it's a great side thing to have in there, you know, for yeah. continuous dipping. Yeah. So be smart with your snacks, guys. Be smart with them. Um, so just to recap that, that, that last point, eat two meals per day slash... Eat less meals per day than you normally would because you know the high caloric meals are coming. So maybe uh, maybe don't have the same breakfast that you would normally have. Maybe don't have the same lunch, uh, lunch that you would normally have. Let's, let's eat with a purpose and let's realize uh, where the calories are coming and eat accordingly uh, knowing that those calories are coming. Uh, next one. <laughs> this is kind of a, a weird thing to say. <laughs> I'm excited. But, Guys, I don't know this one either. Uh, drink quality alcohol. <laughs> Which, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but there's a big difference between like drinking clear tequila uh, and drinking uh, eight brown. Jack Daniels and Coke. Or brown rum, anything brown that's got rum, more yeah. sugar. Yes, any, anything with sugar in. So when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're going out or when you're drinking with friends, whatever it is, make good choices when it comes to alcohol. Obviously, it, it sounds like an obvious thing to say, but a ton of people will make this mistake. Stay away from mixes. Stay away from sugary mixes. Um, like a, a ton of cocktails and that, that stuff because it, it's the sugar that's going to get you. Um, obviously, alcohol is not great for us. Um, but like I said, there's a big difference between drinking clear tequila and being, and drinking, you know, very, very sugary cocktails. Or what's the uh, what's the one, one that's rum, uh, uh, cream, and sugar? Like a rum, cream, and sugar. The uh, one of my one of my clients drinks not it. Not the white Russian. Is that the white uh, Russian? Well, white Russian would be one of them. But um, it usually has an umbrella in it as well. Uh, pina colada? Pina colada. Pina. That's it. <laughs> Stay away from the pina coladas. You know who I'm talking to. Uh, I mean, listen, yeah, listen. same strawberry daiquiri. Any of those frozen ones that are going to have extra, you know, this much rum on the top right there, not good for you. Drink yeah. it by itself. Have a nice fruity drink by itself. Yeah. You don't need to add that alcohol to it. And if you are going to drink wine, like drink a quality wine that isn't going to make you feel like shit the next day. Not a real like chemically wine. Like a what, quality. What's it will be a chemically wine? So a wine that's just like you know, if you buy like a five, a five dollar. Unfortunately, of wine yeah. The more you pay, tastes like super acidic, and you're like, this is gonna make me feel terrible tomorrow, uh, and that 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 sensation of feeling terrible is gonna send you down a dark path. It's better to like have one glass of like real like high quality wine that doesn't have a ton of other shit in there. It's just a really well processed organic wine. Mm-hmm. Um, that generally like does not make you feel like shit um and you know depending on how you deal with with other clear spirits depending on how you deal with like uh whiskey and bourbon that kind of stuff like again if you're gonna have that drink it neat don't drink it with mixes drink it on ice um and another point i wanted to make was and this comes in with hydration which we'll talk about later but you know for every every glass of alcohol you have have a glass of water yeah you will feel 100 times better the next day. 100 times better. Well, again, it's like we're talking about with don't doing the carbs with the fat. It's the same thing when you're doing those sh- sh- any alcohol with a sugary drink. You're just putting, you're setting yourself up for disaster, especially that next day with the dehydration. That's it. Your, your pancreas trying to make all that insulin to counteract all the sugars in your body. Right. You're going to sleep on that. Right. That's your hangover right there. That's it. Yeah. 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 So uh, as a general rule, one glass of water for every, every glass of alcohol. Stay away from sugary alcohol. Stay away from cocktails. Stay away from pina coladas. <laughs> um, and uh, stick to the clear stuff. Or at least, uh, like I said, if you're going to drink a wine, drink a, a quality wine that isn't full of, isn't full of shit. 
um, keep it clean, and you'll feel 10 times better the next day. Or you could retire from shots like I did. I or you could retire from shots. I don't ever want to take one of those again. Yeah. I just don't see the point. Yeah. Beer and wine. Although this summer I did kind of get into sipping tequila, which I've never really been into before. Huh. Like tequila to me was always like, like you're saying, it was always a shot. Like we're doing but this like, to like keep the night going or binge it out. It's like, but I think yes. you guys do like sipping tequila a lot better than we Brits do. Brit, Brits, Brits tequila was always like the slammer. It was always like, this is what you do to get fucking drunk. Yeah. We'll Whereas, get a, a, the bottle of beer and then tequila shot. Yeah. Besides like, please. Whereas like a good quality sipping tequila, it's not so bad. Maybe I'll, you'll have to show me that next time I come up here. It's yeah. a sipping tequila. I've never... Never I know, it's, it's his taste. It's, I know. It's, it's not for me. That's smoking, yeah, it's, the smokiness on a mezcal. That's why it has to be a good one. It can't be a, you know. I'm open. I'm open. All right. <laughs> Got to be top shelf. Uh, next one, guys. Um, commit to working out with friends slash book appointments. Obviously, the temptation is going to be to skip. Skip the gym. You don't feel like it. Maybe you drank too much the night before. Maybe you're tired. This is why I say, like, make a commitment with friends because they're going to be in the same situation. It's like no matter what, we're meeting at the gym tomorrow at 8 a.m. and we're going we're gonna to work out. Um, don't be alone. <laughs> don't try and tackle this, this, these situations alone. Um, if you make those commitments with friends, you're much more likely to show up than if you're just trying to commit you know, to yourself. Um, make those arrangements. Make those commitments. Uh, come to deals with people. Um, like I said, they're probably in the same situation as you and need your help as well. So if you keep each other accountable and said, no, we fucking said we were doing this, we're going to the gym, then you're more, much more likely to show up. And you're much more likely to like push each other a little bit and help each other through it. Obviously, if you're going to a gym like Ferris Athletic Club, then you know you have the community around you and you know everyone's going to push you, push you anyway. But if you're doing open gym or you know if you're in a more of a more of a globo type gym, then um, you know make make those arrangements, make those appointments, book book times to you know say we will meet at the gym tomorrow at eight a.m. and we'll both be there no matter what, you know because just just that that agreement, just the act of agreement, uh, gives you that um, you know gives you that reason to t- reason to show up beyond just like I'm gonna make myself go like book the appointment, meet with friends get it done oh, especially in a class or even yeah. like you said that appointment when you know you have the hour or that 75 minute window and now when i go to the gym it's like brandon you got 70 minutes max before you go jump in the sauna like so if you don't get it yeah. done in here right we're out or or if you have a personal trainer and you're going to get you're going to pay the fee if you don't show up Ooh. you know it's good book the appointment otherwise you know you don't show up you're not you're, you're losing out on that money so yeah. book the appointment show up I do some crazy ones where you do like bets with people like, oh, you have to make a public bet to this terrorist organization. If you don't get this thing done or to a Nazi foundation and you have to publicly put it out there, you've donated this money. Right. If you really want to push somebody, right, get right. Their done. there's a way to nudge people, but that's for the, the next level craziness. Yeah. Something that I do that, that genu- genuinely does work is like every, everything you consume, everything you drink and everything eat, you eat, you have to take a photo and send it to me no matter what it is. Hmm. And that act of doing that makes you suddenly rethink your choices. You're like, oh, now, now I have that this exists in reality. Someone else knows about it. I have to send it to them. Um, it's not too that, shameful. Huh? It's not too shameful. I think, uh, I don't we're know. certain people, they're really sensitive about that. Like that wouldn't be too, I don't, I, I, for me, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's worked for a ton of people that I know because it's just like, sometimes we kid ourselves like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really eat that. Or I didn't eat all of that. Or I just, you know, it's okay to eat this because, but once, once you take a physical photo of it and you see it in front of you and you send it to a coach and a coach can like collect all of these images and show you by the end of the week, okay, you came in at the beginning of the week, you told me like your diet isn't that bad in quote marks, <laughs> which I get all the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I, eat, pretty, I eat pretty well. Really And then good. you collect all these photographs and you show them to at the end of the week and say, you, know, you came in at the beginning of the week, you told me like your diet wasn't that bad. Well, let me just show you what you've sent me over the course of the week and then you reevaluate that statement and you tell me this isn't that bad. No, no, come to think of it, it's way better because like, you know, you have someone to journal it or write it out. Right. The picture is going to be way more vivid and they have to take a look in the mirror while they're taking that picture. You know, yeah. to get those results, actually, I think that is... Uh, we, kid our, we kid ourselves. And, and the, you know, the amount of people I've spoken to over the years that are like, or all that I see in the gym that are in the gym day in, day out and their body isn't changing the way it should, 
it's pretty much always nutrition. Like, of course, there are some outliers, like sometimes there's something hormonally going on or there's some, some kind of intolerance. But nine times out of 10, it's simply not realizing that they're consuming too many calories or that the food they're eating is not conducive to their goal. They're not eating with a purpose. They're just eating what they consider to be healthy without realizing either the, the caloric load that's in it or the hormonal impact of the food that they're eating on their body. And it's just, it, it makes fat loss very, very, very difficult. No, I couldn't agree more. It's, uh, I forgot my point right there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm showing up every day. I'm working hard. I don't understand it. Like, why is my body not changing? And it's, it's really hard for people. It's, it's hard to work that hard and not get results. Um, and, you know, it's disheartening. And, and it sometimes leads to people, like, quitting because they're like, well, I, I came in to change. I didn't change, so therefore I'm going to quit. But the reason is training must always come in, coordinate, in coordinates with, uh, with nutrition. It, th- those two are not exclusive things. Yeah. They have to go hand in hand. And like I said, pretty much nine times out of 10, it's always, always, always nutrition. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with like medicine where it's just like doctor asking in 10 minutes, like, hey, are you eating healthy? Like, I'm sure you do the same thing. Person's like, yeah, it's good. Like, oh, you're eating three to five servings of vegetables every day and two to three servings of meat and you're getting this in, you're not eating any carbs or eating six versions of it. Like, well, well it's, it's nine in the morning. So you've already eaten all this. Like, oh no, I just had a pop tart like on the right. way to work right now. I grabbed a sandwich of Dunkin' Donuts and it's like. Okay. But it was a low fat donut. So it's all right. <laughs> ah. But yeah, it's 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 pretty much true. So you know, you are doing us you're doing yourself a a favor long term by by really paying attention to the nutritional side of things because it does get very disheartening if you don't get the results that you came in for and if you've spent a lot of time working out and if you're dragging your ass out of bed at five in the morning or if you're dragging yourself to the gym after work when you're really tired and you don't really feel like going. Like if you don't marry that with attention to, to nutrition, then you know you're doing yourself a disservice. So you know, make sure you're make sure you're paying attention. Just make sure you're being honest. But I think too, once you you do get consistent, you really do start questioning. Like, ah, I can't have another milkshake right now. I can't go put. I can't go eat a donut right at eleven right. at night because having put in the work that I've put in. Well, especially when you make that connection where it's like, hey, if I do this, it is going to hinder those out the hour or two hours I put in the gym today. Right. Or that four hours or six hours I did this week. Like, you know, you kind of can actually, you know, weigh with yourself and say, okay, I don't think I want to do this. Let me find a healthier alternative. Right. Once someone does have that realization, it's all about making, have that synapse connection in the brain. So they can relate back to it once they get to that tough decision moment. But it's, it's also like treating yourself with respect. Um, and, and that's that's a habit, like any other yeah. habit. Like once you're in the habit of treating your body with respect, like you don't want to give it that bad shit. You want to give it good stuff um, because you you respect your own body, you respect your own health, and you want to be like a healthy person. And you don't want to get sick. Um, so you know, once you get in the habit of like saying like I'm gonna wake up in the morning and do good things for myself and good, do good things to myself, that becomes an addiction on its own, like a, like a healthy addiction. You're like you don't want to keep keep poisoning your body with, with stuff it doesn't want and again that's not to be really preachy and say like you can never have bad things and you can never do bad things and you have to live like a saint because that's not realistic either you know there has to be moderation with these things but it just has to be like in general you know you have to treat your body with respect you can't just like keep fueling it with shit and treating it really badly and it's expect it to be good to you back it's gonna it's gonna give up it's gonna get sick it's gonna hold on to fat it's gonna break it's gonna break <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna say fuck you like that's just what's gonna happen um and you know we have to be like responsible and, and honest with ourselves um and again like i think it's easy to be blameful um you can blame your trainer you can blame your coach you can blame your gym you can blame your parents, you can blame your spouse, you can blame your friends, you can blame all these people around you, but you are 100% responsible for everything that goes in your mouth, unless you're a baby. Mm-hmm. And most of us listening to this podcast aren't babies. <laughs> so, you know, that fact alone, being 100% uh, responsible for everything that goes in your mouth, that, that makes you accountable, that makes you responsible, um, and if it doesn't happen the way that you want it to happen, that's on you. Like, 
you made that decision and you have to you have to live with those decisions and and like i said that doesn't mean you should ply yourself with guilt that doesn't mean you should hate on yourself it just means you should be honest with yourself that's what i'm saying um so back to our initial point (laughs) (laughs) of making commitment to meet friends at the gym uh because uh, they will keep you honest you will keep them honest honest and it'll work out better for you in the long run um, next point we kind of touched on already, which is uh, don't spiral bookend things. Um, one thing, one bad thing so often can lead to another bad thing. It works the opposite as well. One good thing can often lead to another good thing. Uh, the one thing that I always suggest to people is before they do anything else in the morning, drink a glass of water. You wake up, you drink a glass of water. Before you drink coffee, before you eat anything, drink a glass of water. That one good habit sets you up for better habits throughout the day. Okay, so uh, consider consider moments for not just that 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 moment because that 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 one thing that you do at that 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 specific moment in time can either lead, lead to more good things or lead to more bad things. So make sure that that you're not setting yourself up for a fall. You know, you're setting yourself up up for success. So start the day right with that glass of water. Uh, probably also finish the gla- the day with a glass of water. Those two habits start bookend the day with a glass of water, um, and that that those two good habits alone uh, will set you up for for more success with everything else uh, throughout the day. Anything to add to that, Brandon? Um, yeah, pour one out when you take it to bed with you the night before. It's right there, by the way. It's like yes. just reading any storybook. Every decision and choice you make is leading you down a certain path. You know, starting that day with right. that water, you're going to be dehydrated. Everybody gets dehydrated in sleep. You sweat in your sleep. You don't realize it. Starting your day off with water or even another glass of water too, maybe, yeah. is going to be the best way. You know, we, when, when we do the Limitless Challenge, we talk about a lot about building healthy habits, building good habits. And it's, it's construction, right? You are constructing your day. You are mm-hmm. constructing good habits. And it takes work and it takes effort. It doesn't just happen. So, you know, anything that you can do that enables you to, to do those things more easily, uh, more efficiently. Um, like you said, like if it's right there by the bed when you wake up and you don't have to like go downstairs and pour it. And blah, it's not blah, a process blah, blah. for you. It's not you, a process. But... Like the, the easier and more convenient it is for you, the more likely you are to do it. So, and then there's a habit before you go to bed now that you're putting this water there. Right. You're going into sleep knowing like, hey, I'm going to have this water when I wake up tomorrow morning. Like it's just already setting you up for that path of success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So prepare yourself it's not just about doing good habits it's about preparing yourself to make those habits easy convenient and uh, realistic yeah you made a good point about like constructing your environment i mean whether you have a home you're renting you're leasing you can make sure that these things like we talked about earlier not having those foods in there during winter time right because they're going to be there you can set yourself up for success whether it's good coffee or a nice water machine or whatever you can afford to build a good bar of soap, like little things that can make sure you're taking the time for you. An area of your house where you meditate or do something nice for you. Like yeah. it's all, you can do it. It just said like constructing to take that path towards right. where you want to get to. 100%. Uh, next one, guys. Uh, uh, don't lie to yourself and don't blame other people. Be accountable. We already touched on this, obviously. Um, but denial is a, uh, denial is a, is a huge thing that, um, that not not only affects uh, our body composition, obviously, but also affects our, our mindset. Um, you know, if you're the person that skips reps in the gym, if you're the person that isn't honest about the work that they did, if you tell your coach you trained when you didn't train, if you said you ate something that you didn't eat, if you said you didn't eat something that you did eat, um, if you if you say you went to bed at nine, but really you went to bed at one a.m., like all these all these little things, like lying is a habit just like anything else and lying sounds like a severe thing to say but i don't mean like huge lies that that you know that you did terrible things to somebody else i just mean little little lies little little things that kid yourself that you're behaving well um build up and if you don't you know if you don't stop it and start acknowledging those little lies um then it's it's going to catch up with you no completely i mean it's um sorry continue <laughs> i jumped in there no, no, keep going. Um, 
you know, we just completely get disconnected from, you know, who we are, what we want to do every single day and just deflect it towards something else. And it just gets us away from our, you know, right. we're trying to get to what you, what you said you wanted. So it's, it's so important to like, you know, to, to live life with a purpose and live life with goals, etc. And if, if our daily actions don't line up with that purpose and line up with their goals, and again, the wheels fall off and then mentally we feel shitty um, because we're not living the way that we, we said we wanted to live and we're not doing the things that we said we wanted to do. We are like constantly like lying to ourselves and being, again, disrespectful to ourselves. Um, we, we talk about disrespect and we think about it's about being disrespectful to others, right? But I think such a huge part of it is being disrespectful to ourselves and treating ourselves badly um, that, that, that leads to us being you know, unhinged and, and leads to you know, bad habits and bad, bad situations. So I think, you know, I, I think it's, it's really important. Again, if you do you know, eat something bad, you acknowledge it. If you do drink more than you should have, you acknowledge it. Um, and you're just, you're just honest with yourself and you're honest with the people around you because it's going to work out way better for you in the long run and it's going to lessen the chance um, of that that situation becoming a bad habit because you know it's it is it is those daily habits that long term lead to success it's not like i was great for a week or i was great for a month it's it's it takes being great for a year to really change um you know i see it with you know a lot of my clients who you know i think they came into the gym with the expectation of like oh in three months i'm going to be ripped and it's it it just doesn't happen that way. Like it, it's it's a much it's a much slower process than that. It takes time. It takes a changing of habit. Um, so many people have gotten so far off the path of like what's really what's really good for us and what's really healthy and what's mm. you know what our bodies really need that it takes a while to come back round. We can't expect ourselves to like go from like a bad situation to an amazing situation overnight. It takes time to build good habits. Yeah. Um, and it takes to build those. Uh, to build those good habits we have to be again honest with ourselves um, acknowledge acknowledge the bad, bad times acknowledge the good times and um, and, and yeah again be, be, be accountable um, and whether that takes journaling like for a lot of people journaling works yeah. you know you finish the day by writing down everything good that you did writing down everything bad that you did and telling yourself how it makes you feel and getting it all out um, rather than like keeping it all in and hiding it all and surrounding your, yourself with guilt and shame you're so all that zoomed kind of in, stuff. it's actually good that something so simple and easy like writing down things right. you're grateful for how great your day was or how bad your day was it actually is good it yeah. allows you to zoom out from being yeah. so glued into everything and, going on around you and it's interesting that, that a lot of people don't really they don't acknowledge food for the reason that they feel shitty like as we know, everything we put in our mouths is a drug and that drug has an effect on our bodies. And so often, you know, we feel depressed or we feel anxious, but we don't correlate it with nutrition. And it should be correlated with nutrition yeah. because it's a fact. What, you know, what you eat can change how you feel. Um, and if, you, if you're feeling shitty, if you're feeling bad or if you're feeling uh, depressed or you're feeling anxious or, you know, if you're feeling like you don't have any energy, like... You know, the temptation is to go to a doctor and say, I'm feeling depressed, I need antidepressants, or I need a drug to get me out of the situation where so many things can be cured or helped at least with, you know, good nutrition, proper hydration, um, decent natural supplementation, you know, that kind of thing. The temptation is always to like jump off at the deep end and say, I need drugs to, to, to get me out of this, this pickle. Yeah, well, understanding how your body works. A lot of people don't realize they have adverse reactions because we, you know, when right. you eat a dish, it's got so many things in it. You don't know, you know, is it uh, the nightshade vegetables? Which a lot of people don't know. Right. And those things just tear up their insides. And it's like, oh, I shouldn't actually eat tomatoes or red peppers or green peppers right. or any pepper at all because like it's just my body is allergic to it. And yeah. like the same thing with alcohol. Some people don't even know right. that they have even like a, you're a gluten allergy, not a gluten intolerance, but an right. allergy and the, getting a better understanding of what you put in your body yeah. and how your body reacts to it. Or, or being deficient in things, like being deficient in vitamin D, there being you go. deficient in B12, that kind of stuff. Like people feel tired and people feel they don't have any energy and people get sick a lot. Um, and they don't understand why. And so often it's just deficiency. Like they're deficient in certain minerals and vitamins that they should be getting from their diet. And if they're not getting them from their diet, they should be getting from, from supplements. Yeah. Um, but of course, the temptation is like 
to go to the doctor and say, I need a pill for this. Or just say YOLO, like whatever, <laughs> I'm going to live forever. But like, be, like just like we, the point you started on here, everybody gets handed five cards. Everybody's cards are different. Someone's yeah. got a really good deck. Someone's got a shit deck. Like you've got to find a way to take with those cards, which is your own personal situation and how to make this the best reality as yeah. possible. We're not saying anybody's a harder, easier. It is going to be harder or it's going to be easier for some. Yeah. You got to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, next two things, guys. Um, two kind of like um, restorative practices that can help uh, infrared uh, saunas and cold showers slash uh, ice baths. Um, I know I've talked about this before, but you'll be amazed how good you feel after either a cold shower, uh, as hard as it is to get in a cold shower in the winter, <laughs> uh, an ice bath, again, very, very hard to get into in the winter, or an infrared sauna, which is always nice to get into. But when we talk about blood flow, when we talk about like fresh nutrients getting around the body, when we talk about fresh oxygen getting around the body, when we talk about... Um, reducing inflammation all that kind of stuff we talk about detoxification like stuff like infrared saunas ice baths uh, cold showers um doing that uh, and making that a habit um you know maybe every day if you can but at least a couple of times a week you'll feel 10 times better um the infrared sauna at the gym is very popular uh people get big in fans. that brandon's a big fan um you get in that thing how long do you go in there for 20 minutes uh 15 for the short time but up to 30 sometimes 15 to 30 minutes um get out of there jump in a cold shower you feel fantastic um don't cold plunge after cold shower yes not cold plunge as a, too big of a shock it's too big of a shock but yeah. ben greenfield actually has a good study uh he actually did with that it's uh that one's too much of a shock for some cold shower though perfect yeah, yeah perfect perfect actually so at the lodge like right beneath this where we're sitting right now we have a hot tub, like a, a Scandinavian hot tub, which is super Gorgeous, hot. Yeah. And then a cold shower next to it. And the best thing, like I get in that hot tub for a bit, jump out, get in that cold shower for a bit, jump back in the hot tub, jump back in the cold shower, do that three times. Oh yeah, the contrast with the hot the cold tubs. Cold. So we good. used to do that in college. And yeah. Everybody in like Finland does that where they go yeah. ocean into the hot tub. That one's good. Yeah. But it's just like for some reason with the sauna and the cold plunge. Too much. Not Yeah, it's not gonna, yeah, yeah. you're heating up your body inside. And then you're going at externally yeah. with that and your body so, trying to keep up with the heat inside. Obviously, we're talking about fancy things here like saunas and hot tubs, but even just hot shower, cold shower, hot shower, cold shower, hot shower, cold shower, you know, they'll have a similar effect. Mm-hmm. Not as great, but yeah, it will have a similar effect. So consider something like that. It'll, it'll, it'll freshen you up. Again, send fresh oxygen around the, the, the body, open the capillaries um, and uh, you know, get those nutrients around the body, uh, get that blood flowing and... Uh, yeah, pull you out of a dark place often. <laughs> uh, we talked about hydration a little bit. Um, super important, obviously, to hydrate during this time. Again, probably, you know, potentially drinking too much alcohol, not sleeping enough, um, trying to work out, trying to sweat it all out, um, losing a lot of salts, that kind of stuff. Like, super important to, to, to hydrate, um, super important to take in some electrolytes. Um, you know, I usually try and, I try and get people to drink a, a gallon of water a day, the gallon, the gallon challenge, during the Limitless Challenge especially. But, you know, this would be a great time to start that practice, even if it's not a gallon, just like maybe just half a gallon a day. Like just, just start increase, increasing your, your water intake and your hydration. I guarantee you'll feel a lot better. Just having your own water bottle around yeah. and refilling it, whether it's a shake you have to have your protein in or whatever, like... It, it does help. You can know like, hey, I got six of these in today, you know, or even got three, I got a half gallon in, like it does yeah. something. It, it, it does something. And, and um, people always ask me like, what supplements do you take? I'm telling you now, the best supplement in the world is water. And it's not really a supplement, but it's the best thing you can do for yourself. You'll get the best results from, from drinking more water uh, more times than not. Um, the last point I wanted to make, um, and it sounds, it might sound kind of ridiculous because it's like, why would I eat before I go out to eat? But sometimes like if you consume protein before you go out, you are less likely to overeat when you go out. Um, you're less likely to, 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 to be starving and snack on shit before you eat your main meal. So let's say, let's say you eat a chicken breast before you go out for a, for a meal or for an evening. You know, often like and this, this might sound counter, counterintuitive to the point I made earlier, but if, if, if when we go out, 
we are starving. We are likely to grab for every snack, every hors d'oeuvre, every chip, every every fucking sausage and blanket. That, and that, that first comes, piece of bread comes around with that the butter. That first piece of bread, yeah. like we'll just grab at stuff. I mean, I I am one hundred percent guilty of this. If I'm if I'm hungry enough, I will grab at anything <laughs> to satiate. So don't get yourself in that state of I'm starving because if you go out when you're starving and there's there's drinks and snacks available, you're gonna you have at it. So think about like maybe a protein shake, maybe a chicken breast, something protein dense because um, protein is relatively hard to, to for your body to break down. It takes it takes a while to break it down, so it it's it's satiating um, and it, it it fills you up um, and it'll help prevent snacking on on, on junk. Um, so that would be that would be another recommendation. So before you go out for a, for a meal or an evening where you know there's going to be snacks, consider taking in some protein before you go out to lessen the risk of snacking on shit. It's funny. It's the same rule for the grocery store. So you don't buy all right. that junk shit in there. Yeah. It's like, let me eat something snacking first. Snacking in the aisles. Yes. Yeah. Snacking in the aisles. Like, ooh, we should get this. I'm hungry. I mean, might as well have it. I don't want to lose anything at home later. I'm not going to come back to the store. And so people just buy in excess what they don't need. And it's just... You know, it's usually that sugary stuff because you're already hungry. Like, right. what, do I, what can we get real quick? Guys, I want to hear from you guys on this stuff. What What have you found helps you in the holidays? Um, what problems have you had in the past? Um, maybe you've overcome them. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you need some ideas. Maybe you need some help. So when we post this uh, podcast on the, on the Instagram page, just in the comments below, um, please send me like, you know, uh, tricks you've found, things you found that have helped you ideas, suggestions, or reach out for help. Uh, I want to hear from you guys. Um, that's it for this podcast. Uh, Brandon, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks so much for Always coming up to the lodge again. And uh, we're about to go and jump in the, the hot tub and cold shower again and, you know, cleanse ourselves. Practice what we believe in. <laughs> Until the next time, guys, uh, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, come see us at 1360 Boulevard, Ferris Athletic Club. Full schedule is open. We are now launching more classes at the beginning of november even more classes are coming uh, new equipment is coming we're making improvements all the time uh, it's a great facility it's a great gym it's a great community uh, bed and barbell at the lodge is also now open you can come stay you can come train in the mountains have a lot of fun up here do that hot cold uh, situation i was just talking about and uh, yeah come see us soon follow us on at faris echo park on instagram and um until next time take care